0: Thank you worship team that certainly is our prayer is it not that the Lord would speak to the church and he's constantly doing that if we will have but ears to hear spirit of the living God come and do what only you can do I like that song I do changes what we see what I see what I seek when I encounter God's Spirit. We've been talking about heart change these last weeks as we've been talking about a generosity revolution. I'd like to take just a moment to summarize some of the highlights of this series uh, from the Word of God and then apply it uh, through a couple who's going to be sharing with us in just a moment. Uh, This is part four. It is a finale, as Liz mentioned, to Generosity Revolution. And we began by defining the terms. And I think we've got to come back to where we started in order to know where we're headed. Generosity, it's a readiness. Uh, Really, biblically, I think it's an eagerness. It's an eagerness to give or share more than is necessary or expected. And I think in this room, uh, most people do want to be generous be more generous. And we looked at those statistics that show uh, Americans really aren't all that generous. We like to think we are, uh, but stats show something different. But generosity is this eagerness to give or to share more than is necessary or expected. I think that is a hallmark of a Jesus follower. Then we couple that with the word revolution. That's kind of a strong word. It means a forcible overthrow of the old in favor of a new system. And we put those words together then Something's got to happen in the heart In order for us to become more like Jesus Who is in fact quite generous And so here's some of the things we've learned along the way Uh, First of all, God owns it all Now we can give mental assent to that fact God owns everything But it is truth from the word of God Here's what the psalmist wrote The earth is the Lord's and everything in it Now what does that include? Everything, right? And as I often say, from the shoes on my feet to the shirt on my back to my children and grandchildren around my table, uh, they belong to God, not to me. The world and all its people belong to him. God is the rightful owner. Hmm. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. We learned also that God not only owns it all, he's generous with what he owns. God is generous. For God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave he gave that's correct what's love got to do with it everything because generosity is really a love issue isn't it if we love something we're going to be generous with that if we love God we'll be generous to him if we love other people we'll be generous with them for God so loved the world that he gave it is the response the overflow of the heart it's all about what we're loving generosity is far more than a money matter do you agree with that Yeah, we looked at that in depth. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. It doesn't belong to us. Give it away. Watch what God can do. Watch what God can do. It's far more than a money matter. It has to do with our time, with our resources, with everything about us. Generosity. Scarcity, the opposite of generosity, is a spiritual cancer based in fear. The only cure is generosity. And our world today is plagued by fears of every kind. Every kind. Scarcity is a spiritual cancer. Jesus said, don't store up treasures here on earth. Don't do that. Don't do that. Rather, be generous. Now, we're not saying don't have a financial plan, don't be wise planners or any kind. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is if we're storing up things here, uh, we're missing the point. And scarcity is based in fear. And we want to be faith-based, correct? Yeah. A generosity revolution will set us free from conformity to this fearful world in which we operate and align us with God's generous plans. A very familiar verse, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. If we're going to be generous, it starts with an encounter with God who changes our heart, that changes the way we think about all the stuff that's in our lives, and we see it truly from God's perspective. Wow generosity is a visible demonstration of who God is and it is also a measurable response to God's grace if we have encountered God's incredible grace the overflowing grace of God we will be generous people here's what Paul said for your generosity will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ love that love that Next, our attitude toward money is an entry-level generosity indicator. If we want to know, are we generous or are we stingy? Are we greedy or are we really overflowing with the goodness that God has shown us? Jesus said, if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches? So money then is kind of a baseline indicator of how generous we really are. If we're not generous with money, we're not going to be generous with much else. That's the way it works. Our generosity is a reasoned response to God's generosity. If we would agree and give mental assent and even a spiritual affirmation that God is in fact generous with us, then we need to be generous people. But it is done in a very calculated kind of way. Generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity, And I like that. I like that verse an awful lot because often we're generous uh, when we see pictures of distended bellies from kids in Africa with flies crawling in and out of their nose and we respond emotionally in that moment. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong, but what I am saying, if we are looking for a lifestyle of generosity, something that is consistent, we've got to plan to be generous. There's a room for spontaneity within that planning understand that okay now i believe there are lots of generous people in this room right now how many of you are sitting next to a generous person i hope a few hands go up oh good (laughs) yes good now each of us we're all in different places in this generosity revolution as we get closer to god i believe that we should become more and more generous so we're at all different points in this journey and i'd like us to talk and hear from a couple today uh, Dustin and Jenny Velcamp about their journey into generosity. So I ask you guys if you'd come up and, and join me here. Uh, let's welcome the Velcamps, shall we? <laughs> great. Love the Kid Connect sticker on your pants. Thank you. <laughs> yes. That way we know who you are. <laughs> and you keep
1: adding to them, too. That's great.
0: Y- yes, I like that. Good. Now, Uh, You guys are uh, kind of the application to this series. But I want you to understand... Can you guys see them okay or should I? Okay, okay, good. Uh, They're in a different place than many of us are in this room. And they're not up here because they're like superstars. But what they've done is been obedient to God's word and thereby uh, have a story to tell of God's faithfulness. This isn't about Dustin and Jenny. This is about God and what he can do when we take this to heart and a generosity revolution happens. So uh, take us back a few years. Uh, kind of give us the on-ramp uh, of uh, how this whole thing got rolling in your lives.
1: Yeah, so uh, going back, actually I'm going to go back about 35 minutes ago. Uh, 35 <laughs> minutes ago. So five minutes before the service started, Jenny calls me. The battery's dead on the van. The battery's never dead on the van. So there. Uh, there is a... Uh, mm-hmm. The enemy did not want her to speak this morning, but here she is with the microphone. So watch out. <laughs>
0: um, so, uh,
1: Sorry, but then, you know, going back farther than 35 minutes ago... Uh, about eleven years ago, ten to eleven years ago we 've been married oh, a little over twelve years ten to eleven years ago, Jenny came to me and said, "Hey, there's these people at work and friends of ours' they're doing this uh, they 're doing this Dave Ramsey financial peace program. We should try this you know we, we should do it and uh, I believe my response was... I'm not paying some guy 50 or 100 bucks to tell me how to run my finances. I know how to do that. I I could handle it. And we didn't do it. So that's where it started.
2: So then if you fast forward, we think about two years, we had found ourselves making a lot of financial mistakes. Or not not necessarily mistakes, but we've fallen into life. We both graduated from four-year private degrees, so we had tens of thousands of dollars of student loans. We had... um, made the mistake of buying a brand new car, and then Dustin even convinced me to buy a trailer in a trailer park. So we even owed money on the trailer.
1: Yeah.
2: What? And then we
1: sold the trailer, don't worry. We oh, okay. moved into a double-wide. Then we
2: the moved up to a double-wide.
1: And borrowed on that as well. So,
2: so we not yes. only owed money on a trailer, uh, and if you didn't know anything about a trailer, it's a losing investment. And so at one Christmas we were gifted the financial peace education curriculum And we knew at that point that God was touching our hearts, saying, you are a smart engineering geek, I'm an uh, accounting geek, like you guys got to figure out your finances before we start going too far in. So we started on the path of Dave Ramsey, and it completely changed our future, our kids' future, um, and it was the best decision um, that we had done.
0: Um, now, if I might just interject here, you were tithing and giving to the Lord yes, absolutely. and making poor financial decisions.
1: Yes, we through, throughout this whole process, um, we were faithfully giving uh, uh, 10% um, each week, giving our tithe, but uh, that still led us to struggles, uh, struggles in our marriage. Uh, we had the issue of um, we'd feel guilty spending things. So even though we're tithing, and you think that's good enough, uh, we would, we didn't, we weren't free. We had lots of financial arguments. I mean, for example, I think James. Well, and that.
2: even any of our before, when you have so much debt, your money is spent before it even hits your bank account. That's right. You know, so you've already got all these obligations to all these different people, and it's already spent. And so we were like, we want to control our money, you know, and that drove us to just, it drove us crazy. And, and we did, we had like little spit spats of, um, I think I can really with every woman in this world. I felt, or in this room, I felt so guilty paying $40 for a dumb haircut or like, and then to even convince him to let me highlight my hair was like going way above and beyond. So we'd argue about the dumb haircuts and, but once you start budgeting, and I think we're here to say the word budget, and even though we are complete nerds and we love anything with a decimal point, we love budgets and we love spreadsheets, um, the word budget doesn't have to be an evil word. Like it is, it, the word budget really can be incredibly freeing because then we, uh, we sat down and we agreed on a budget and we budgeted $100 for haircut and highlight, whatever it was. And I didn't have to feel guilty anymore going to the salon and handing over a $100 bill. Like, if that money was in your envelope, it was freeing to be able to spend it. Um, And I think that was probably the biggest lesson we learned, you know, at the beginning was the word budget doesn't have to be this, like, jail that you're just, um, you do need to follow it, but there's—it's
1: it, it, the opposite of a jail. It, it, like you said, it freed us. You could, you could go and buy clothes and not feel guilty. Oh, what's, what's my husband or my wife gonna think? It was like, no, we discussed. We're gonna spend this much, this, and it's okay. We can do it. And that, when we got home together, and at night, we didn't have these arguments anymore or these discussions or, or I felt like I had to hide things um, from you. And that, from a marriage standpoint, uh, mm-hmm. it strengthened us yeah. so much. Yep. And that's one of the principles we learned through this Dave Ramsey um, thing. And you saw the video last week. We're going to be bringing that here on April 23rd. But the other principle we learned was uh, debt. Uh, uh, And how uh, in Proverbs 22 it says, uh, the debtor is slave to the lender. And I totally, wholeheartedly believe that. Um, When we were in debt, we felt like a slave. Uh, our, our money wasn't ours. And so there was very practical steps over the last seven years and four months since we officially started or got the curriculum. We've taken a very practical steps on eliminating our debt and working through our debt. Uh, one, of the, one of the principles that Dave Ramsey teaches is, he says, you know, you have to live like no one else so later you can live and give like no one else. And so for the last seven seven years we sacrificed.
2: And it wasn't always fun. Like no. we would get joked about I'm Dutch and I'm cheap. And I they my parents were like, you scrape the copper off a penny. And like and I know, like <laughs> the last seven years we live we've lived not fun. We don't we never used to drive nice cars. We didn't go on vacations. We made a lot of sacrifices. You know, instead of when Dustin would get a bonus or a tax return Instead of doing something fun, we put it towards the house debt, or we put it towards the debt. Like, it wasn't necessarily fun, but it was okay, because we were on the same page, and we had a goal in mind, and we had, like, our competitive nature, where, like, we see the end at the light of the tunnel, and... um, It was
1: fun to dream, like, what could we do when we don't have a house payment? What can we do when we don't have a car payment? How can we give? How can we live? Um, And... You know, so then, you know, the, celebra- the celebratory part about that is uh, three weeks ago, we, we paid off our house. Um, we are completely debt-free, house included. Um, uh. And, uh, it's, it is such a weight off our shoulders. And, and the reason we're up here is because we want to encourage, encourage everyone out there that it, it can be done. Uh, and it is worth it. It is so worth it. And I know, I know that, you know, this class that we're going to be offering here in a couple of weeks is, it is a $100 sign-up fee, and you heard, this is, this is a real story. Jenny approached me with this, and I said, no way, am I paying some guy 100 bucks?" you know, 11 years ago? I wish I would have said yes, because we probably could have said we were debt-free two or three years earlier, because we delayed it how many years. It's so worth it. It is so worth it. It's the best money you'll ever spend.
2: Yeah, and we are we are here to celebrate because um, you guys can do it. Like, we want this to be motivational that it's not a mountain. Like, no matter where you are in finances, like it's not a mountain you cannot overcome. Like, we we lived in a trailer park and we're on two um, recent grad salaries, you know. And you just make those choices. And um, you
1: lost you lost your job. You were laid off six months, seven months after we started the program, and you know I, 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 I quit my job nine months ago and went basically nine months without a. And basis. God
2: will bless that. Like when we decided Dustin was going to start his own business last, he quit his full time job last June. We thought we were going to have to kind of put our debt payments on hold. That was kind of our plan. But it just felt like the oil never ran out of our jars. Like, we just kept making extra principal payments. And we it. have no idea how we did it in the last nine months. There was no way we thought when we lost 100% of his salary that we were going to be able to be up here. We thought it was going to be delayed, but we felt God calling us to do that. And um, But, like, God will bless it. God will be in it. Because we can't really explain either how, especially the last... Nine months, the oil just kept coming, and um, it like we just see God's hand, and it's it's amazing. Like it's not out of our doing. It's it's not out of anything we've done. We've just been obedient to His call, and He bless, He's been blessing it. So
0: fantastic. So you guys literally are debt free. One hundred percent, no debt.
1: No no bills in the mail. <sighs> We have to pay
2: real estate taxes yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and again, uh, f- the reason that they're up here is not to focus on that, but on, to focus on God. Yeah. Uh, just talk to me for a minute. What if um, what if you're Stasha and just kind of starting out and you're a teenager and you say, uh... Can I learn anything at this point in my life? What if you're an old guy like Bill Kerwin, who's already retired and kind of over the hill, and um, (laughs) is there something for him? What if you're a single mom here, and you're saying, wow, that's impossible. I can just talk to us about uh, the principles being more important than the circumstances, and that if these principles are applied, things happen
1: it's very it applies to everyone pastor john i i like i said i wish i wish i would have gotten this when i was in high school uh, and learned these principles cuz it's just it's it's god's way of handling money um, and teaching you how to be a steward of his money and uh, it, it's very practical there's seven steps you know it's not you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do it uh, it's actually when you look at it on the surface it seems really simple, but by doing that, by just following these basic ways and principles uh, it, it helps it, it takes so much stress and burden out of your life you know, the things that keep you up at night the worrying about um, your, your car breaking down you know, there's just, there's very practical things that you don't have to worry about anymore because you've planned for it, and I, there's, there's countless examples in our life that we didn't have to worry. When Jenny was laid off, we didn't panic because seven months earlier we had started preparing for, you know, if there's a rainy day, we're going to start a rainy day fund. She got laid off, and it wasn't the end of the world. We said, you know what? We've planned for a rainy day fund. We'll use this rainy day fund, and we're going to wait so Jenny can get a the right job and not just rush into something and be stuck. Yeah. You know, there's lots of examples like that. Yeah.
2: Well, and the first two principles can be applied. You know, the first... The first step is cut up credit cards, and um, you know as a high schooler going into college, you know how often do we hear these college kids just run up credit card bills you know because they, they don't loans. and they don 't see the they don 't see the the hurt in running up credit card bills so for a high schooler to just to have the principle of cut up those darn credit cards um, you know, is huge. And then, you know, for someone older in it, I mean, and even having, like he said, an emergency fund. I mean, how many times does your car break down and you have to go take out a loan just to fix it, you know, versus if you have an emergency fund. So those are just basic principles that everyone should learn. And as you're older, you know, how do you want to leave a legacy for your kids? You know, do you want to pass down your debt to your kids? Um, and, you know, it's never too late to apply those, those especially those first simple principles that...
1: We, we graduated with over $60,000 of student loans. That's a huge mistake. And so for the younger generation, you don't have to do that. Don't do it. That was, that was not smart um, for us. And so if I could tell my 18-year-old self, I would tell my 18-year-old self not to do that because that was a big hole to dig out of.
0: Yeah, and now on the flip side of that, yeah. um, because I believe in this room are a number of people who dearly desire to be generous. You see a need, you'd love to be able to respond. Man, I, I could help with that. I could make a difference in the situation that person's life, but I'm so strapped I can't do anything. Now you're in a position, and I've spent some time with Dustin, and he's starting to dream about how God can use him as a conduit uh, for resources because they're free. But what do you say to those people who are are tied down so tight, they're strapped, uh, there's no wiggle room, they want to help people, but they can't, this is a tool that'll help?
1: This is what, if you're in that situation, and we were in that situation, where we finally got to the point where we said something has to change. Because if we don't change five years from now, ten years from now, we'll still be, oh, I want to do this, or I want to help there, and I can't, because there's just nothing left. So we had to put uh, we had to put our foot in the ground and say no enough is enough we're done with this we're going to change and make a change now our change took seven years uh, and it was a push for seven years but now we're in a whole different place so you can you can do it but you have to you have to say I'm done I'm done doing what I have been doing because it's not working I need I need I need to Take a step and make a change, and that's what this class um, is—a practical way to say we're done. We're going to do this. And you
0: know, I would be questioning. Look, you're, you're a two-income family. You, you're you've got professional degrees. You're making a boatload of money, right? And uh, I, you know, I'm making like you know twenty grand a year, and I, there's no way I can tackle this thing.
2: You know, I think it, and that is hard. I'm not going to stand, sit up here, and say. You're not in a tight position, you know. Um, But there are so many other people that have been in your shoes. You know, we were looking, over a million people have taken this class. There are so many testimonies and so many advice and practical things on how to do it. And it really does start with a budget. In sitting down and figuring out exactly, almost to the penny, where your money goes. And I think everyone in this room will be surprised... There is a little wiggle room, God will provide it. I think that 's where um, God wants you to be out of debt, and so He will provide those wiggle rooms and um, he'll you know the class walks through you know we right away we sold our car and we bought a you know an older van you know there 's things that you can do to like hey i don 't want that car payment and um, and if I drive an, an old van, who cares? You, 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 it's a mentality thing, too. Um, and you have to tackle it. You have to just be motivated and be like, I, um, I want to do this. You have to, you have to do it with a strong heart because it's tough. There are really tough points of it. I got really sick of those darn envelopes. Um, so the envelopes <laughs> is the
1: budget. We actually would put cash in envelopes and say, "Here's what we're going to spend on groceries. Here's what we get to spend on clothes. Here's what we get to spend."
2: So I would go to Target or Walmart with like five envelopes, and um, I specifically remember going to the mall. We were having a shopping day with my mom and my sister, and I brought my clothing envelope. And my mom and my sister are like, "What a dork! Like, just <laughs> enjoy! Like, that's what the world would say, right? Like, just yeah. go, yep. just go buy some clothes. Yep. Like, yeah. we're we're taking a." girl shopping trip just buy clothes I'm like nope like I, and I was proud of myself I really remember this was a long time ago we had like $400 in our clothing envelope and I was like yes like I mean I was stoked and they were just looking at me like but I said but look how fun this is I can spend because it's in my but it's hard it, and, and especially if you're living you know super tight it is hard but it is not impossible I mean it is absolutely not impossible
0: good good well thank you guys Uh, they are available if you want to know more about what's happening April 23rd nine week Dave Ramsey course uh, highly recommend it it can be life changing and uh, age is not a factor here Uh, I just uh, really encourage each of us to pray about involvement with this and uh, we're not saying in seven years you're going to be completely debt free you might be dead free in three years. You might be dead free in 15 years. But the point is, it's God's stuff. We know it belongs to Him and we stand before Him to give an account. We can do so with great joy when He asks, what'd you do with my stuff?
2: And I think what we've learned, one more thing was, like, even though we're done, we're out of debt, like, so it's been only a couple weeks, so this is really f- new to us, but like, I have no desire to change how we've been living. Like, I have no desire to... Okay, so we've had this whole goal is once we get out of debt, we're going to take our kids to Disney World because we have not taken any vacations, very few. And so we are super excited. Like, that's been our goal is now we have our trip booked for November to take the kids to Disney World. But other than that, like, I just want to give our money. Like, you really... Like, it's not like you're doing this to get rich or you're doing this to, like... Now we can just spend money, and we don't have a budget anymore. Um, we're excited to see what God wants to do with this extra money now. I don't look at it as mine still. I still look at it as God's, and what what is he going to do with it? We don't know yet. Um, we're just kind of in that journey of let's see what he'll do with it. But you you spend so long, but but also realizing that, this isn't our money, and we don't need any more money. We don't need to live off any more money. So, you know, like, that's what the fun part is, is it's still not ours. And that's, that's where I'm excited to see where we can be generous. And how that looks yet, we don't know. So,
0: Terrific. And so the two of them will be available. If you have questions, uh, please ask them about this. And uh, uh, April 23rd is coming. Uh, what are the details on that, Dustin? When do they need to be signed up?
1: So, a- April 23rd, uh, we need you to be signed up uh, at least one week prior, so that's Easter weekend. Uh, there is a sign-up sheet out in the foyer at the table there. I'll be manning that, um, and you can catch me too. And there we'll be, you'll see in the email announcements coming from church, uh, a link. You can actually go online and register right online. Um, we have a, a site just for our class there. And it's going to be Sunday nights. From six to seven thirty, so it's just an hour and a half, right here at the church on a Sunday night. Not a huge commitment, not a lot of time, um, and just nine nine weeks, uh, and it's fun. It's the videos are hilarious. Uh, it's you you will you'll enjoy it
0: good well we have the privilege now you guys can just stay here of giving to the Lord so if the ushers will come uh, thank you for your generosity in giving to the church uh, these last few months so we have been most encouraged uh, as you have been so very generous and that's allowing us to dream about ways that we can minister now that we have some extra funds to do that with uh, Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. So, ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's giving. Uh, Again, I want to thank you for your faithfulness, church family, in being generous, being very generous. Uh, We are going to transition now into our annual meeting, family meeting. Uh, If you're not a member here, that's all the more reason to stay. Uh, We do have children's ministry available, uh, up to age All, all children. So the 30-year-old kids here are are welcome. Uh, But we're going to stand and sing, and if you must leave, this will be your time to do so. Uh, We're encouraging you to stay, uh, be a part of our uh, family meeting. That won't take but a few minutes, and then we're going to eat together as a church family. Uh, Blessed be the name of the Lord, Amen. whether in want or in plenty. He is worthy to be praised. So let's thank the bell camps this morning for all that God's done through them. And let's stand together and worship the Lord in song.